1 John chapter 3. I'm going to start in 19, but our text will be 20 through 24. 20 through 24. Has everybody had a good last past week? Willie May has. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. All right. Glad that you're with us this morning. Let's, let's look at this passage of Scripture. Let's go ahead and get started. Beginning in verse 19. We shall know by this that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. And whatever our heart condemns us, for God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do the things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, that we believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as He commanded us. And the one who keeps His commandments abides in Him and He in Him. And we know by this that He abides in us, by the Spirit whom He has given us. May God bless the reading of his word this morning. Let's begin there in verse 20. But before we do that, I want to kind of give you a a preface for what's going on in the text. The message we have today confronts one specific theme, uh, one specific issue for us as Christians, and that is self-condemnation. Self-condemnation. This is a big thing and a big deal in a lot of Christians' lives. Uh, The message since we started this book is you can know you have eternal life. We all know this, right? This This is what we've been talking about. We can know that we have eternal life. And the main way with that, for the most part, is loving Christ, serving Him, and uh, we see that in obedience by faith and loving others. We know this. This is the main theme in the book. Well, when Christ is the standard bearer, when when Christ is the standard bearer, we find ourselves so often falling short of the task that's given to us in 1 John. This is where the early church found themselves at, especially with the Gnostics' teachings that were coming into the church. They found themselves falling short of doing the things that he has called us to do. And it's hard, isn't it? It's, it's, not, it's not easy being a child of God. When Christ is the standard bearer and when Christ is perfect, we see him self-sacrificing, don't we? To everybody he's around. We see him pouring out his love to everybody he's around. Now, do you do that? Do you self-sacrifice and do you pour out to everybody that you're around? Okay, so we're getting somewhere. We know what John is, the direction John is leading in. Christ is the standard bearer. We see the greatness of that love. We see the vehemency in which he loved other people. I mean, it is poured out and poured out and poured out. He is the standard bearer when it comes to loving others. And the problem is that when we begin to compare against the standard, we see that we fall short. I don't pray... For someone, a lot of times when the Lord prompts me to do that. Am I alone in that? No. No. Telling the truth. 
I'm not. And so what happens in that moment? Condemnation comes in, doesn't it? You didn't do this. You didn't do that. And so here John is going to address that. We're going to look at that today and see what it's about. John tells us about this self-condemnation for the child of God whose heart condemns them. Does your heart ever condemn you? Mine does. Mine does. It It condemns me. Having assurance of eternal life, having confidence coming before the Lord in prayer is is truly a beautiful and a wonderful, awesome thing. But so often our heart, our conscience condemns us and it leaves us paralyzed and frozen, inactive in the work of God. Because of guilt, because of shame, because of past things, because of present things. Our conscience as Christians can rob us. It robs us of our joy. Even our confidence in the Lord. And so we find ourselves in this this stalemate position that that is unprofitable, that is stale, and exactly where the enemy wants us to be. Our heart, our conscience will judge and bring about thousands upon thousands of sins and failures that are, that are already under the blood, but brings us back, brings it back up to us. In the text in verse 20, it says that the Lord is greater than this thing called the conscience or the heart. And this is what we have to rely on and trust in. This is where our confidence comes from. The heart will condemn us. The sins and failures of our past will condemn us. But as Christians, we have to remember that they are under the blood. The heart condemns us. But the Lord has power over that. Self-condemnation can even cause us to doubt our own salvation. Hello? Do we need to do jumping jacks this morning? All right. I know we're low in attendance. That don't mean that we can't be vocal for Jesus. (laughs) Sin and self-condemnation can call us to doubt our own salvation and to rob us of our assurance before the Lord God Almighty. Have you ever been in that position? As a pastor, I've been in that position. I'm telling you that because I want to relate to you saying I'm a pastor and I've been there. I know what that's like. To have done something in the past or for that to be washed back up or something in the present. And the heart says, you know what? You're guilty, Hoss. You're guilty, you're guilty, you're guilty. But we have one that is greater than our conscience. And his name is Christ. John is setting this truth up here in verses 20 through 24. And it's in reference to loving the brethren. 
See, we're expected to love one another. This is what this book is about. It's a book of love. Christ loves, so we're to love one another. But when we don't do that, a lot of times condemnation comes in and says, what does it say? What happened? You, you sinned. You didn't love that person. And so the Lord comes in here and, and John tells us, you know, that, that he's more powerful than that condemnation. Verse 20, listen to what it says. And whatever our heart condemns us, for God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Listen to the text. John is telling us that when our heart condemns us. Let me ask the question again. Does your heart ever condemn you? Someone please testify to that. I am not the only one. Am I by myself on that? Okay, because my heart does that. Frequently, it will condemn me and say, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You don't need to be doing what you're doing. You don't need to be in the position that you're in. You're worthless. You're guilty. Sit down and don't do anything else. That's what the heart does because it's evil and because it's wicked. And above all, it is crazy stupid. Is it or is it not? Yes, it is. But we have one that is that is. Greater than our heart. For God is greater than our heart and knows all things. When we doubt because of past or present sins, when condemnation comes in and tells us you're wrong, the Lord tells us, hold up, wait a second. And this should bring us hope and this should bring us assurance this morning. Remember what it says there in verse 19. We shall know by this that we're of the truth and shall assure our heart before him. We shall have assurance. Yes. Amen. Romans chapter 8, 1 and 2. Love this passage. And, it's, and, and a lot of times we use it as a... So we can do what we want, but it's, it's not that way. Listen to what it says. Romans chapter 8, 1 and 2. For there is therefore... Then this is what the Lord tells us when our heart condemns us. When our heart tells us, man, you are crazy. You're worthless. We got to remember what God's word tells us. Romans 8, 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are what? For those who are in Christ Jesus, that's Romans 8, 1. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. We have to remember when that condemnation comes upon us that the scripture, the scripture, not your own mind, not your own heart, but God's word tells us that there is now therefore no condemnation that's coming against us for those that are in Christ Jesus. You ever have doubts that come into your heart about not loving your neighbor the way that you should? Not encouraging someone. I'll tell you somebody who's an encourager in our church, and he's not here this morning, is Jamie Wilson. 
He's an encourager. He is. I can call him or I can do something. And right after that, after he gets to thinking about it, he'll call me back and he'll say, Hey, I appreciate you calling and checking on me. You know what? You're good at that. Are you, you're this or you're that. I fell at it a lot. Jamie's an encourager. But did you know that, Phyllis? No, you didn't. (laughs) Now you do. Not encouraging someone or ignoring someone. You ever ignore people? I do. What do they call it nowadays? Ghosting them? You ever ghost somebody? Yeah, you see them in Walmart and they even go to church with you. You see them in Walmart and all of a sudden you put, you put the wall up. <laughs> you know, you don't want to talk because you don't want to be there for the next couple of hours. And then the heart comes in and then it, and then it condemns you and says, you know what? You could have said something to them. You could have prayed with them. You could have encouraged them. You could have done something. But we're thankful that the Lord is greater than that condemnation. Not praying for somebody when prompted to by the Spirit. This is a big one for me. A big one. And I'll tell you what happens. The Lord will will prompt us to pray for someone through the Spirit, right? And then when we don't, we leave. And this is what happens. Your head drops and you're like, man. I should have prayed for that person. You know what? Maybe I'm not what I thought I was in Christ. You know what? Maybe I'm even lost. Maybe I don't care enough to pray for somebody else. And that condemnation sets in. And then it takes over the mind. But we have to remember that the Lord is over that. Listen to the text in verse 20. And whatever... And whatever our heart condemns us, for God is greater than our heart and knows all things. That's the good news. God knows all of these things. The work of the child of God is never done, and we fall short daily. We fall short absolutely daily, don't we? I'm glad we got some folks that believe that. I do. We fall short daily. But the good news is he knows our hearts. How does he know our hearts? He sees our motives, doesn't he? He saw that your heart wanted to pray for that person. Doesn't he? And this is what I love about Christ Jesus. This is, this is what I love about our Lord. He saw that our heart, because we've been born again, he, he saw that we had that desire to love that person. He saw our motive. He saw that we had an intention to do that. We just failed. He sees that the standard bearer is his son, Jesus. And that so often we fall short of that. And so he, he sees past that. He is greater than our condemning heart. We have assurance and we are resting in the truth that the death and resurrection, the righteousness of Christ is sufficient to keep us 
in his salvation even when we sin and do wrong. We have this blessed assurance. We have it because of Christ Jesus' righteousness. This is why when the heart condemns us, that it doesn't mean that we're lost. It does not mean that we're lost if we're children of God. It does not mean that. Because of the righteousness of Christ, we can stand justified in the presence of the Father. Now, this doesn't mean that we should just go out and do whatever we want. We understand that. But we have confidence before the Lord. Verse 21, it says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. In other words, if our conscience is clear, we have confidence before God. Right? If our conscience is clear, we have confidence before Him. In what? What do, we have, what do we have confidence in? Well, the next verse tells us in verse 22. In prayer. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. In other words, we can come before him with a clear conscience. Why? Because we keep his commandments. Because we keep his commandments. And do the things that are pleasing in his sight. We can ask him in prayer those things that we are in need of. Yes. Well, what are the commandments that he's talking about? It tells us in the verses that we've already read this morning. But before we get there, let's look at why he's saying these things. The early church people that John was writing to had been lied to with deceptive, false, heretical teaching. They had been lied to, they were deceived. Which left them thinking they were condemned. Which left them thinking they were lost and without hope. They thought they were lost because their conscience condemned them. John comes and says, listen, the Lord is greater than our conscience. He is coming to assure them. He is coming to, to encourage them. So verse 22, it says, And what, whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. What are the commandments that he tells us to keep? What are those? 23 tells us. Listen to what it says. And this is his commandment. That we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And love one another. Just as he commanded us. This is the command of God. That we believe in Jesus Christ and his righteousness alone and love one another. These are the commandments that verse 22 is speaking about. Loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. That's loving Jesus Christ and loving your neighbors, yourself, loving one another. Verse 24, listen to what it says. And the one who keeps his commandments, which are believing in the name of his son and loving one another, the one that keeps his commandments abides in him. So if you have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ by faith, if you have done that and you have loved the brethren, 
Listen to what 24 says. And the one who keeps his commandments abides in him. And he in him. In other words, you're with the Lord. And we know that by this, that he abides in us. And then John, the first time he mentions it here, he's going to mention it again. But he says that he abides in us. And how does he abide in us? By the spirit that he's given to us. Remember Christ left. He said, it's expedient that I must leave. I'm going to send you the the comforter. This is what he's talking about. And we know that by this he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. His commandments are to believe in Christ and to love one another. And I want to just tell you this right now. If you are struggling with self-condemnation, as I do at times, does anybody by show of hands do that other than me? Please, everybody in the house. If you are struggling with self-condemnation, that you're not good enough, guess what? You're really not. It's Christ Jesus who's good enough. It's Christ Jesus who we stand justified in. And it's Christ Jesus who's done the work for us. Taking that condemnation off of us. This is why God is greater than our condemnation. Because it's done through and by the work of Jesus Christ. He has set you free from that guilt. He has set you free from that shame. And it's all because of the Son, Jesus Christ. This is why it's so important to believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and to love one another. So in conclusion today, our Lord is greater than our condemning heart. Is he not? He is greater than our condemning heart. Amen? And this is a promise that we have to remember. When the heart begins to well up and begins to, to show us things and things that we've done and things where we're wrong or we've not loved someone or where we've been piggy towards someone or we've gave somebody the stink eye. You ever give somebody the stink eye, Willie May? I've given them the stink eye. My kids give me the stink eye. Where we've done all of these things and our heart comes in and condemns us. Understand that we have one that is greater than our heart and his name is the Father. And he overlooks those things because of the Son. We stand justified in his presence through faith. And so this morning, our Lord is greater than our condemning heart. And I pray, I pray that you would receive that and believe that. Because he absolutely is greater than our condemning heart. There's been times that I just needed this verse. Times where I've been so low at the bottom because of my past or or even my present. And I have felt like it was all is lost. Where the heart has come against me and guilt and shame and condemnation has come against me and I have felt just like the worst person on the planet. There's been times where I have needed this verse. Could you say, well, it's just one verse. (laughs) That's enough for me. 
That is absolutely enough for me. There is now therefore no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. So when your heart condemns you, you better tell it, hey, the Lord has set me free of guilt and of shame. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your work. We thank you for